Hi, this is Jaida. Hi. Hi. And today, this is episode four, and we will be discussing the topic about friends and how do you know whether you have genuine friends and the right sort of friends that you need in your life in order to prosper. Wow, that's quite an emotive one, actually. I guess it sort of fits close to home. I guess it does. Yeah, it does. I've had a few in my life where I felt that I've had, you know, good people in my life where, you know, I've helped them and I felt that they were good people in my life but then realised over time that it was all about, you know, what they could get out of um, me and our relationship. So what we're going to discuss is how do you know that you have these decent friends in your life and if they're not the type of people that you want in your life, how do you remove them without causing any conflict? And I guess that's kind of a, a, a difficult uh, a difficult topic because when you meet uh, people, I guess, you like to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're genuine, don't you? Yeah. And, and so you don't necessarily charge them as being bad or anything like that, you go with the flow initially, don't you? Because you don't know the machine okay, you give them the benefit of the doubt, don't you? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's in your experience then? Could you kind of recount one or an episode, if you like, in your life where a friend is not turned out to be a friend? Well, you know, I've had one one incident was where I'd um, become friends with a lady who had children that went to the same school as my our son, and um, you know, we we grew into having like a, a friendship, a close friendship, because our sons were very close, and so we started to spend a lot of time together. And I thought, yeah, I like this lady. Um, over time, we talk about our relationship, and then I realised that you know sometimes she was struggling, even though she was in a relationship, it wasn't the relationship that she wanted. So there were areas in her life where she needed a bit of help, i.e. financial. Yeah, okay. So, you know, I don't like to see anybody struggle because I've struggled myself over time and I've had people who have helped me. And so I feel that if somebody's helped me, then I should be able to help somebody in their struggle. So I did that. I helped her. I I helped her when she had no money and... um. You know, I helped pay towards her rent and put money in her pocket so that she was able to feed her children. And, um, you know, throughout the relationship from there, I think she saw me differently. I think she saw me as someone who she could, you know... Exploit? Yeah, exploit. Um, Because when I did, you know, lend her money, I find it very difficult to get it back. And I have to find a way of asking, which I feel I shouldn't have to ask. Um, because, you know, when lending, it, I feel that if somebody lends you money, especially, you shouldn't have to, you know, expect them to ask you when they're going to expect payment back. I think you should, the first thing that you should do when you have the money is to repay them, you know. And it sort of, that's where trust comes into it as well. I, I remember this episode because I remember that when even we went for the holiday, you were mindful to, to look, go out of your way to sort of find her a present to bring back to sort of to, to reflect uh, your genuine 
appreciation of her as a friend. Remember, and we went looking around, and remember you got the bag for her? Is that right? Mm-hmm. And we got it right. And went out of our way, took time out of our holiday, to try and find these presents for her and her family, is that right? Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Tell me more. Um, I mean, when we came back from holiday and I presented the gift for her, she was very, you know, happy in receiving the gift. But then, you know, the the, the friendship became more of what can I get out of you? And I found this out through her behaviour. Because, um, like, when it was her birthday, her partner went on holiday on her birthday and I felt that she needed to feel special on her day. So I picked her up and I took, in, took her shopping, like, oh, today. Oh, 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 you know, that she's special and that she was important. And, um, you know, at the time she was really grateful and we had a good time, I felt. Yeah. Um, but the day after, um, you know, I kind of realised what she was about when <laughs> she asked for... The shoes, the shoes. Of shoes. I remember that episode. Go with the outfit. I remember that episode. And I had to remind her that it wasn't her birthday on that day. And that, I think she was sulky, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, she did. She started turning, turning against me. And I, and I, I remember because if, if I take an episode in my life, um, I, I spent a lot of time with a number of friends, but there was one particular friend who I picked up when he was down and, and, and down on his luck at work, remember? And mm-hmm. um, I spent a lot of time converting and retraining him with my own expertise into a new career. Remember that? Okay. I looked after him. I taught him the best knowledge that you could get in, in our given field. Mm-hmm. But a lot of time, not only that training with him in, in physical things, martial arts, sports, dancing, and so on and so forth. And I thought we grew we, we really close. And we spent many, 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 I'm talking 10, 15 years of, of that kind of in connection and that kind of attention from me to my friend at the time, or extensively my friend. However, um, I noticed that when it came to me asking a favour of him, he went missing. Yeah. He'd say, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do it, I'll do it. But when it came down to it, there was always a reason why he couldn't make it. Yeah, I mean, did, did he ever tell you that he was grateful um, in any form at all? Just to say thank you very much for what you've done, I appreciate it. No matter how small it is, the other show and the appreciation for what you've done over the years. No, because he, I, I took it that he sort of, um, he was almost, I don't know, I, I don't know, just resentful that I was cheating him. Because in his mind, I was, in his mind, better than him because I was cheating him. And I didn't think he liked that and didn't want to be beholden to me. Even though he needed me to, to, to learn and to get better. He didn't reflect in a tune that for basis because they thank you for what you've done for me, here's something, anything I can do for you. It was always take, take, take. Yeah, but yet you still continue to help him because that's what you're about. You're about helping people. You're mm-hmm. not about what you're going to receive. Yeah. Um, but then you put, you know, people like him who just keep taking and taking and taking and, and not showing any appreciation. And then it got became more serious than that. And, and, and talking to maybe one of our first episodes in the podcast. For some reason, he seemed to have a down on you, remember? And he started to imply and insinuate some negative things about me. Like he was almost trying to split us up so that he'd have more access to me and that you wouldn't be as influential on me. I don't know. What was your take on that? Yeah, I mean, I think he just was the type, or he is the type of person that looks out for what he can gain 
out of use. And so if he sees any body or anything coming in the way, he'll look at any reason in any way to try and eliminate that person so he's as close to you as possible. Let's be more specific. We were, we, 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 you know, we've got many businesses that we launched for you and I. And then one of our physical ventures, um, we talked about our launching a new product and capability and service, remember? Mm-hmm. And one of the things we talked about was making sure that you didn't have access or no, knowledge of this new service and capability. And as my wife, that was a bit of a strange statement to make, isn't it? Well, it is, considering I've known you a lot longer than he has, and I actually knew about you know, this business venture way before, you know, he knew about it. So, you know, when you discussed with him um, about us two, what was his response the next day? Uh, also, I, I pulled him up on a number of things. One, the, the kind of negative insinuations he was trying to fight into me about you, I pulled him up on that. Also, some of the statements made about you, which were clearly wrong, that he, he, he manufactured and then tried to make out that it was initiated by itself. Um, of those who support him up on it. And then, and then when I mentioned about this business venture that was, he and I are jointly launching, he sort of said, make sure that you don't, you don't, you don't understand it or know about it, and make sure you can't profit from it. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, the next day he talked about, well, he <laughs> <laughs> talked about maybe we could give you share options as a way of rewarding your involvement in the business venture, or because you're my partner, you should get stock options, but you should never own the product because the product is, as you saw it, but here's a, a my product, and you should not be taken from him. Mm-hmm. And so the stock options in his mind was a way of rewarding you. Yeah. It's totally dismissive that, as my wife, you're entitled to anything that's on my mind, business venture or otherwise, because as a wife, you're entitled to what's right for you all. He tried to sort of say, oh, maybe I shouldn't be with you, or longer term, Mm-hmm. We can, yeah, we've got a way of protecting the business entity that we're launching. Maybe talk up all the way doing that. Yeah, that also tells me that he's sort of harnessing me with, you know, his craft and he doesn't really know who I am. So he automatically thinks that, you know, I'm one of these um, people that is in for what I can get. And I'm not like that at all. Not at all. I've known you a long, long time. I mean, you're not a intuitive person. Like you said before, you're very caring and centred on, on doing the right thing, helping people, benevolent, kind, and so on. So it's not, this is, I mean, you've not even asked about this business venture, to be honest, okay? No. no but this is something you're entitled to as my, as my wife. Or why shouldn't you get what's right for you? I've always been supportive, but I've never looked into it as to what I can get out of it. I've always tried to support you and in any venture that you do. And you've got your own venture as well. I think. Mm-hmm. So, so we've got our own ventures and we've got family ventures and things we're doing together, things we're doing separately, but we support one another. That's always been the case. Always. But the, the situation we've got now, we're, we're launching or about to launch this new capabilities, new services, new offering. Now, the problem is I've not, I've not identified as not being a true friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to your first point, how do we, how do we extricate? Yeah, how do you get rid of or remove? Get rid of would be, <laughs> but you can't just get rid of him. You have to do it in a way um, without impacting the business because he is a yeah. he's a partner. However, he's not a friend, so you start to think, what's the best way of removing him from our circle? Right. So then I just have just a business relationship with him, not a friend relationship. Will that really work? I don't know because at some point it will overflow into your personal life. Um, and I think somebody like him, you've got to be 
on that extra lookout. And I feel that the energy that you put into him, you could be focusing on your business. So as far as I'm concerned, I feel that you need to remove him from your life, but in a way where he is not fully aware of what you're doing. So kind of doing it um, discreetly. And subtly. And yeah. subtly. Yeah, I think so. So, I mean, the way I like to do it, I'm, I'm going to change my mindset now to one that's been a business partner, so he gets what he's rightly due for the effort and what he's put into the business, he gets his just rewards. But no more, does that make sense? Yeah, because I don't see why he should get, you know, paid more than what effort he's putting into the business. Um, but the thing is, with him, he finds it very difficult to accept that he's not as smart as he would like to think that he is. And that's a different issue. I mean, that's a, that's about him recognising his, 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 his strengths, his weaknesses, his limitations, mm-hmm. and so on. That's a journey he's going to go on his own. Okay? Most I mean, definitely. But I feel that he's not on that spiritual level and he's not on that sort of vibration where, you know, he needs to seek out you know, himself, he needs to... Part of his growth sort of thing. So, yeah. so he can improve the way that he operates. And if he, if he operates on a higher plane of vibration, he would do things differently and better. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I agree. So let's talk about that then. So we've both got issues on episodes where we've had friends that are not being friends. Mm-hmm. How do we identify who a real friend is versus who a fake friend is? Do we have an idea now? I think it's based on your, your, your values and your morals and how you treat people. And so when you have, you know, your friends, and it doesn't mean to say that you've got to have a load of friends because as far as I'm concerned, it's quality over quantity. Correct. Um, so what you do is you kind of, I don't know, it's not really a test, but as you're having, like, your, your friendship, you're sort of, you're not, you're not testing them. But you're seeing whether they have the same values and the same morals as, as you, and that's based upon their actions and but their behaviours. I agree. I agree. So are they doing the things you expect the real friend to do? Are those are they those, those values in line with your values? Mm-hmm. Are they showing true concern and, and interest in you in a supportive way? Yeah. yeah. Is it balanced or is it one way? If it's one way, that's not a true friendship. If it's balanced, you know, you do something, they do something because they want to, not because they have to, or for imp- or beholden to doing it, they, but they want to do it for you because they're a true friend. Yeah. I have a good, a really good friend who, when I, I went through a major illness, and, and it was really, really quite grave, I went through a major illness that I'm going now pretty much over. He used to drive 30, 35 miles out of the way just to settle me. If it was okay, you know, he took a chance to just come by and make sure I'm okay. Even just for five minutes, he'd gone through it that long just to see if that was okay. Now that is a good friend. Yeah? That is a good friend. I mean, I'll pass, you know, good friend, great friends are the, are the ones that, you know, you don't have to speak to on a regular basis, but you know that are there for you. I mean, I've got a great friend that I've known since I was, you know, in my early 20s. And even though we live miles apart, and, um, and I've not seen her for it's coming up to two years now, um, she's always there for me. She's always there for me when my mum passed. She was there on the phone, always giving me the support, praying with me, making sure I was okay, sending me messages. And so to me, it's all about your actions. I mean, words of truth, people can say, you know, I'm there for you, but it's in their actions 
far as I'm concerned, that shows you whether they're a great friend or not. Can I um, think about one of the more recent episodes in your life where a friend of yours invited you out? Do you remember? Yeah. Uh, and it was your birthday week as well. Let's remember that. Let's give that extra context. She invited you out, I presume, because he wanted to take you out and give you a birthday drink or something. I don't know. Just interact with you on your birthday week. Yeah, and there was a salary that she told me about, which um, she was supposedly going to be on because um, she's been interviewed. And so I wanted to show my support and said that, yeah, I'd like to go and view it with her. Um, turns out, when I turned up, I wasn't really an important part of her life because I felt like I was dismissed. Um and then she didn't spend time with you? She didn't, didn't spend any time with me. So you turned up at this event and she didn't come and spend time with you at the event? No, I didn't. You know, just before we went to go in, because, you know, she'd already gone to see the first screening and she stated quite a few times during the week that she was actually going to come in with me. But when it came down to it, just as we were about to, you know, walk up the stairs and go into the screening, you know, she decides otherwise that she's hungry and she wants to go for something to eat, which, you know, I don't mind, but... That was with, with, with another friend there, wasn't it? Yeah, and she didn't ask me if I was interested in whether I wanted to, you know, join them. Well, let me just say something. It's just the that she sort of spends a lot of time with, so she gives high priority or preferences. I feel that way that when she's around her a lot of the time, um, doesn't really seem to think about you know, other people and sort of puts her up on a pedestal. And so... so how does that make you feel? Made me feel invisible, like I wasn't important. And that she, I, I felt unappreciated. I felt that she hadn't really, you know, thought about the fact that I was there for her, to support her. And yet I was left alone. And I didn't like the feeling that I had from it. Um, so... So you're saying that this didn't feel like a true friend, because a true friend would be would be mindful and cognizant of how you're feeling. Yeah. Um, but it was also, I mean, come on, spoiler alert, it was also your birthday. So it was a kind of suffocation for you as well. It yeah, was. So showing you some attention and due love, due care would have been important as well. It was. But um, like I said, by um, relaxing, you know, it, it, it showed me that I wasn't an important of her life and I think I was just there to fill the gap um, and so it left me feeling not very good about myself and Can I just say that, that I noticed that it actually affected you because when you came home your mood had changed quite a lot Yeah it had a big effect on you and it had a big effect on the kids as well, well. And I didn't like it because you, you, you've been in a really good place for, for quite a long time mm-hmm. recently and you've been really positive and you're doing your high vibration work and Generally, a very uh, kind of positive person. And then all of a sudden, you kind of went backwards. It's a full and dark face. Yeah. Uh, and, and you were not yourself, I've got to say. I mean, I, I, I think at that point, um, I had to make a decision whether, you know, I wanted to, you know, have this person in my life. Because, you know, I don't, I didn't like feeling the way I felt when I was around her. And I thought, you know what, if... If that's how I'm going to be feeling when I'm in her, you know, company. In, in her company, when she's around other people, you know, I have to decide whether, you know, that's what I want to do. Because if I want to be with her when she's around other people, that's how I'm going to feel. Because it's not the first time that I felt that way. And I decided that 
you know, that's not how I want to live my life. And in order for me not to feel that way, I have to take myself out of the situation. Does that mean you're going to sort of cut ties with her as a friend? Um, or get her less, basically? I think seeing her less, and okay. so I started to process in my head about... Making you know, her less important to you? Yeah, because I did. I, I, I valued her as a friend, a really important friend in my life. Thank you. You know, because, you know, over the years, you know, she has been there to support me, but I think in the last couple of years, um, especially when there's other people around, um, her behaviour towards me is sort of different than when we are, you know, together when it's just me and her. I feel that I have a full attention, but when there's other people around, I have no attention whatsoever. Um, so I, I think in order for me not to feel uncomfortable, let down, unhappy. Um, I feel that I need to remove myself from, a, you know, that situation and not put myself in, in that situation again. So, so, so to kind of recap what we're talking about today, so you need to try and identify who your true friends are. Mm-hmm. You can identify your real, your real friends by their actions. It's on their actions. By their actions and their values and how they treat you, right? In a situation that's good, bad, or indifferent, they will treat you the same way. Yeah, caring, they will be there when you need them, good or bad. Not just fair weather friends, but friends. When you need them, they'll be there. And they're sharing your good moments, they're sharing your not so good moments, but they're there to support you. Yeah. Right? They don't, uh, they, they've got time for you. If things are going bad and you need them, they'll be there for you. Okay? Alright? They don't treat you, a fair weather friend, one minute they treat you well, now another minute they've got no time for you. That's not a friend. Okay. And when you identify that these people are not real friends, what we're saying is that you need to make a conscious effort, a conscious decision to reduce their importance to you so that you can go through a clearing process to extricate them from your network, from your circle. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, um, when I was speaking to you about it, you made me understand that she was like, on, she was like on the inner circle of my friends, and it's those people that are on the inner circle that have a massive effect on how you feel, you know, in regards to their behaviour towards you. And I felt that after, you know, what had happened and the effect that it had, not only on me, but the effect that it had on you and it had on my kids, I felt that this is not what I need in my life. I need to, you know, remove that feeling. Not to say that she's a bad person. It's just that I don't feel... She was mindful of your of your needs and, yeah. and so on. And because we did say throughout all of our conversations, mindfulness is important. Just anything we want to talk about mindfulness, whatever we're doing. Yes, you have to be very mindful about what you say and how you behave and how it impacts other people. And I was concerned because I know she's a really good friend of yours and within your inner circle. I was concerned about the impact that this would have losing her as a friend. And, and I'll be honest, I was a little bit concerned because I felt... She's an important person for you. And not have her as a friend, how's that going to impact you? But then I realised it was doing more damage her on the inside being that way than for you to lose her. Yeah, because even though she was a very important person in my life and I valued her as a friend highly, she didn't value me as highly as I did her. And so I had to remove myself from the situation because I don't want people around that, you know, are not, say, on the same vibration wavelength as me, because I'm always going to be the one end up feeling hurt. 
Um, I want people around me that are going to help me to progress in my life, personal, you know, development, um, someone that is mindful of, you know, what I've been through in my life um, and also know that, you know, it's important to make your friends, your friends valued. valued and important. I agree. So, so, so at the moment you're going through a clearing process to deal with this situation. You've been hurt by a, a really good friend. What you consider to be a really good friend. Now you're actually reappraising where she sits in the in your spectrum of friends, isn't it? Yeah. Moving from the inner circle to more the outer circle. Seen a less. We've taken her with better or truer friends. Yeah, and, and, and how I go about that is I remind myself of the people around me that show me love and, you know, tell me and show me that I am important, like yourself. I always remember, you know, what you say to me about how I'm a wonderful person and I think about my kids and how they love me for who I am. Um, and from what so, I see, you're loved by a lot of people, actually. A lot of people say, one of, one of the friends we met recently when we were at the coffee shop, remember? Mm-hmm. He hadn't seen her for a long, long time, but I noticed her interaction. She was pleased to see you. She was very complimentary. She had time. She could have chatted for all day, actually. And she seemed like a good friend, even though you hadn't seen her or worked with her for some time. Is that right? Yeah. Those seem more like genuine friends than, say, how maybe this other person you, upset you has been acting recently, would you not say? Yeah, well, definitely. So, in 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 the way that I process removing, you know, people, you know, who are less mindful out of my inner circle is I have to remind myself about the people that value me, and you know, that tell me on a daily basis, you know, that they love me and the wonderful things they see about me and that they appreciate me, and so every time I think about this person. Um, and how it's made me feel, I kind of replace it with what you, you know, tell me on a daily basis. So you're using an anchor to kind of replace that negative with a positive. Yes. And so each day I feel better about myself and, you know, I say to myself, yes, you're doing the right thing because, you know, I feel better. And if I didn't do that, I'd still be in a not very good place. Yeah, like I said, I can definitely see there's a marked improvement in your mood and how you're feeling and you're smiling and your normal job coming back. And I, and I think I've got to take a leaf from your book now. But the person I mentioned earlier about being not a genuine friend, I, I need to now move this person to the alpha circle. The difference is the complication of the business adventure that we're doing. Mm-hmm. But as far as I'm concerned, I don't really want him partaking in my family business, in my friendship circle and so on. Because yeah. I, I don't feel it's intuitive of a true and long-term relationship. Yeah, uh. but also, um, I have to say, when you're removing someone out of your inner circle, not create like an atmosphere or be argumentative. People do it in a slower way, way, a subtle way. Yeah, you're less available. Less available, but you know, if you do see them out on the street or still being personal. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, don't don't make it don't make it antagonistic. Yeah. Right? Or anything like that. It's a case of you've got less time that you spend with them. You've got other things that are taking the time and focus. Mm-hmm. And if you see them, be courteous to them, but go about your own business, basically. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. Because part of, you know, growing is to not harbour ill feeling. Yeah. Um 
because then you can grow more because then you're learning about yourself, you're learning about how you control your feelings. You manifest what you focus on. So if you focus on negative things, this is going to amplify and create more of that in your life. Yeah. And you need to change negative for a positive and focus on that more. Yeah, because it will hinder you from progressing. Yeah. So, so always look for friends that are positive. You can identify friends because they will always talk well of you. They will always build you up. They will always reinforce the good things about you, your positive traits, what you're good at, and so on, because they want to see you prosper. So good friends do that naturally. Fake friends will probably not be complimentary, won't, won't give you positive feedback very often at all, and so on, and will often do something negative in terms of insinuating negative things. So be mindful of that. Be on your guard. Anyone that's got a negative view of you, or even enjoyably, actually giving away what they really think I believe so Definitely. look for the people that are like always picking you up always lifting you up always supporting you and encouraging you and always you know look for people who always make you feel comfortable and important you know when you're in like a social circle yeah. people that you're not familiar with um, I always look to how they behave towards you if they make you I'm comfortable by making sure that you're involved in conversations. If they're going somewhere, ask you, you know, invite you. Um, can, I, can I just say this? Uh, it may not be appropriate, but I think it was, I thought you did something really beautiful the other day in Homebase car park. When we go back to the car, we just come from the coffee shop and you're walking towards the car. What happened? Okay, so I was walking back to the car and the gentleman was walking back to his car and you know, our cars were parked side by side, and I just said to him, I said, isn't it funny that when you walk to your car, someone else is walking to their car, and you're parked side by side? And he turned around, and he said, yeah, he said, oh, it must be love. So we had a little laugh, and he was, we were standing there, and we were talking, and then he pulled out his life to me. This is a total stranger, I didn't know. An older fellow than you. An older fellow. Late 60s, he's late 70s. Late 70s. Actually, 78, actually. So he's a father of 50 years. Yeah. So it's 78. He was telling me about um, his car, how he just got his car, but the previous car, it wasn't suitable for his late wife because she was ill. Um, But then he finally got his car, but unfortunately, you know, his wife had passed away October. So, you know, it was very sad to hear that. So I was just talking to him for a while, and he was telling me, you know, that he'd been together with his wife since, say, about 18 and 19. Six years, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he was saying that the vicar was saying, I bet you wouldn't do that again, because he became a carer, and he said, no, I would do it all again. And I said, that's because you loved her. That was what you called true love. And so we were talking, and then, obviously, you know, he was on his way to do shopping, and I was about to sit in the car. So I said to him, you know, we exchanged names, and I said, but it was very nice to meet you. And um, just before I left, I said, do you mind if I have a hug? And I said, yeah, sure, why not? And this is what I mean about you being a very loving person, positive person. You didn't know for the stranger. No, but you needed it. You needed a hug. And, and that's the thing about building people up, reinforcing them. Yeah, and it made your day. Because I think, you know, just remember after that negative association you had with that so-called friend. I felt so much better. You felt so much better that you remembered what was good about you. Yeah, because even strangers can make me feel valued and important. Um, and that 
I know that I have a purpose in life. When I, you know, when I do things like that, and I, because I speak to anybody, I talk to anybody, young, old. He's a nature. You've got a very, you've got a very approachable, loving kind of nature, and you're not there to get one over anyone. You're not there to to lord it over anyone. You're just there because you're interested in him, him, yeah, humanity and people and people's condition, whatever yeah. condition that might be in. I just want to bring the best out in people, no matter how small it is. I always would love and love bringing out the best in people. And you, and you do that very, and you do that very, very well. So why then do you have people who don't give you that back, who like to bring you down, or through lack of thought or mindfulness, makes you feel lesser? I think it's all about knowing yourself, really, coming back to being, you know, knowing your spiritual self and being on being on that vibration, on that level where you know you need to be around those sorts of people in order for you to excel and be happy in your life. You need to have the right people in your life. And to believe in karmic energy, what you get, what you put out. Yes. So, so you know, please don't think that because you've known someone for years that you should stay friends with them if they're not giving you what you need in order to make your life, you know, help make your life fulfilled. You know, there's no there's, there's there's no harm in letting go and making new friends. Well, sometimes you need to instead of opposite, sometimes you need to let go of it to make room for other people. Others, yeah. Uh, and so by doing that, you can you can let true friends into your circle. Yeah. Get rid of others that are, are taking up space. Totally, because right. there's that saying where um, they say there's friends that people come into your life for a reason, a season, and what's the other one? That's what I mean, they leave it to you because uh, I can't remember. Yeah, and there's, yeah, and there's a reason why they're not in your life yeah. for long periods. Yeah. And there's, you know, people that come into your lives to teach you a lesson. As, 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 as Wayne Dyer says, when the time is, when the time is right, the teacher reveals themselves, the mentor turns up and, and has an influence in your life and then departs. That is true. All right, and so it's just like that. I believe, you put out, if you believe in the karmic things, you put out good things, the right person will come into your life, the right people will come into your life in a positive way. But you've got to have faith for them to come in. You've got to. You right? to. And you've got to be in the right level of vibration to accept that, 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 that those people into your life. And some of these negative people pull you down. Yeah, you, you, you stitch your mind in, in, into the toilet, you can't get your brain out of it, you can't get your feelings out of it, you, you're just not feeling positive. They do, and you know what? I don't think that, you know, all of them are aware of what they're doing, but then again, it's like they're quite happy to live the way that they're living, which is fine if that's the way they want to live their life. Um, but when you realise that they're not the right set of people that you, you need to have in your life to excel... Then you need then to start that clearing process. You need to start the clearing process, not to say that, you know, you won't say hello, but in your main life, you don't need to have those type of people in your life because they don't want to progress. You know, they could learn from you and they could say, hey, what are you doing? You know, I see a difference in your behaviour and I like the way that you are. How do I get on that? But I find that not many people are asking me on, you know, close close people that I know, they're like, you know, I... They're, they're, they're too much in, in the material world, in the, in, in the here and now, and in, in the rat race. They're not actually thinking on the spiritual level. Yeah, I mean, that. they're happy for me, but that's just, where, that's where it stops. Yeah, they don't want to come on a journey with you. It's just like, yeah, not, they're not, not, often... not for them. It's like, it's like, great, but not for me. Yeah. Thing, right? And, you know, and that's a bit sad, really, because we can all grow spiritually. It will help enhance everything that we do. 
Love would be such a more happier place. Yeah, I think you enrich your relationships, all your relationships, personal relationships, relationships you have in business, relationships you have in, in everyday life. Everything grows, gets stronger, better. All right? And take out the toxicity that you may have in everyday life by becoming more spiritual, mm-hmm. I think. So I guess if you've got toxic friends, by design or by accident, you need to start the clearing process you mentioned and start to limit the impact they have on you and to move them out of the way subtly to allow others to take their place, positively to take their place. Yeah. So, so I think that's the learning that we, we're we finding on our journey still. Exactly. And know who your friends are. Don't be afraid to change your friends. They're not real friends. And keep on aspiring for the best kind of friends you can have. And then you and yourself, help make other people's Good friends for other people. If you're good friends for other people, they go as well. Alright? So, um, I think this is time to bring our podcast to an end, episode four. Hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found it enjoyable. Like I say, we're experimenting, we're trying new things out. And I, um, hope, I hope it, you know, it helps you to, you know, make your mind up whether you have people in your life and you've been questioning whether, you know, they should stay in your life. They shouldn't stay in your life if they're not enriching your life. You know, do the right thing for yourself. Do yourself right. Do what you need to do to make your life enriched. And great. And great. On that note, this is Dave just signing off. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.